Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host Sylvie Dew. And we're super excited to bring to you a, the mastermind couple, Heather and Mark, from Eight Hours of Hurton and Halliburton. Yeah, I've got my hat on. This is this year's hat. Super cool. Um, and uh, so we're going to be talking to them about how they decided to put together this event, what spurred them to do it, how they find the location, and all that fun stuff, because we love talking to event organizers. So as an event organizer myself, I love picking other event organizers' brains. So here they are. Let's get to it. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And I, as I mentioned, I am super excited to bring Heather and Mark um, from eight hours of Hurton and Halliburton here to the podcast. I asked them last, well, we'll just say it was last year, and I got to know. And I'm glad that they're back here. Maybe it's because I went and participated in their event again. I actually, and I met Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned it and they accepted to be on because their event is I participated in two years in the row and I absolutely love the format, but I love to hear about how it was created. Wouldn't like I love our listeners are always looking for this kind of information. So welcome Mark and Heather to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Well. Are you guys sitting in Halliburton? Is that where you're located? Like literally, or are you guys somewhere? So we both farther? actually live in Dundas, so outside of Hamilton. Oh my God, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's usually like the event is in the backyard of the organizer, but that's not really in the backyard. No, I think sometimes we wish that that was our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, let's just start about how you got into cycling, the two of you, or maybe how you guys met how cycling happened and how the and how everything led to the race so who wants to get started um yeah so um as your listeners may find out uh we have a chihuahua and (laughs) lets us know whenever we have a mail delivery so um, there may be a chihuahua coming in and out of of our conversation but her name's lexi so everyone say lexi Um, yeah, uh, I've been riding for, I don't know, a a long time. And I started with cross, um, mountain biking and I did a bunch of mountain bike racing, um, gravel as we know it today, didn't really exist in that that Mm -hmm. form. And so, you know, I had a road bike and I have a, had a mountain bike and I did a lot of mountain bike racing. Um, and that's actually how I found, or we found, um, Halliburton. Uh, because I was racing at Sir Sam's quite a bit and we always needed to find accommodations when we were there and uh, that was perfect. Uh, Halliburton Forest is just around the corner from Sir Sam's. Uh, we rode there a lot with our mountain bikes and then when the gravel riding became more popular we realized that the roads there were phenomenal for gravel riding and, mm-hmm. and it, it just kind of worked out that way. Um, mm-hmm. What's your yeah. what's your history in cycling? Uh, yeah for me I have a smaller history with <laughs> riding. Um, before Mark and I met, I, you know, had a Canadian tire bike. I, I didn't race, I didn't ride and um, probably took him four or five years to convince me to actually get a decent mountain bike and hit the trails. <laughs> and I, I borrowed a lot of bikes. Um, Mark's dad was kind enough to lend me his mountain bike for a little bit and um, slowly got into the sport. And now 
have a gravel bike and a mountain bike and we're both ambassadors for our local shop and we we oh. ride uh, multiple times a week and then I'm now a co-race director of a gravel race so you know so what how that goes yeah yeah like you know a decade ago do you see yourself in the gravel world probably not but here I am and I I love it I love the riding and I love being able to explore different things that you can't necessarily see by car or by foot and um yeah it's kind of how we how we spend our time now it's nice that you have someone to ride with because mm-hmm. yes. I've uh, I have this conversation with my girlfriend who I ride with. You know, if I want to go for a gravel ride, you know, I'm by myself. I'm like, okay, who can I call to go riding? So she's usually she's older than me and she's you know retired. So I always know that I can always call her because it is kind of intimidating, a bit scary biking by yourself in some of these rural mm-hmm. roads. You know, I mean, I'm good mechanically, but if something else were to happen, then yeah, I'd be kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's but nice so... too to ride with people because it mixes up like the title. Yeah. Line. So it's not always like super competitive or you're pushing yeah. yourself. Sometimes it's nice to like socialize with people or have someone to be competitive with, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that is, that's a lot of fun. That's why I enjoy going out with her because I've, I've gone out a couple of times by myself and it's always like, how slow is this ride going to be? Right. Cause like you're just putting along <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. So how did the, how did the idea of a gravel event come along? Cause I think this year was your third, fourth year, fourth year. yeah. Fourth year. Okay. So you got one in before COVID. We did. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy like- to think that we had three well now four years but you know before this event we only had one under our belt without any kind of covid guidelines or restrictions or um and we had two more with covid and then Mm -hmm. then this year so yeah so four years so you did you did number two with covid oh oh and number three yeah yeah well i was here for number three but number two was even more not i want to say severe but like the restrictions more restrictive were, for sure yeah yeah it was definitely stressful to organize it we worked with the local health authority mm-hmm. to make sure we were following all the rules and the group sizes and mm-hmm. uh you know every two weeks the capacity would, would change it was crazy yeah. um so we were we had to be super adaptive and uh we had a pretty small event uh just to be safe and we had mm-hmm. staggered starts so that way the groups were were um smaller and then as you've experienced once you're out in course you can yeah, you're... forever and not see anyone. So <laughs> I <yeah>. know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty, and it whole things outdoors. So uh, I'd say it was a pretty successful event during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like directing it, it was pretty stressful just to make sure everything was yeah. for everyone. So yeah. yeah. But in terms yeah. of like how it came about, um, I feel like it's something that Mark has always talked about. I mean, he, I've been with him to a number of races. I've always like in the pit, but never really racing yeah so just something we've always like wouldn't mm-hmm. it be neat too like wouldn't it be cool this is how we would do it or this is how mm-hmm. we would include this and yeah. so it's always just kind of one of those things that's been on the back burner we've always mm-hmm. talked about and then like we went to Halliburton and then one day I came home from work and Mark was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start a race it's like okay all right here we go <laughs> We're gonna start a race. well I think like we had raced so many years together mm-hmm. like just you helping me race and you participating in your own races and we had such a good idea of like what we wanted a race to look like um Mm -hmm. and we found some a lot of the races we participated in didn't really uh didn't feel inclusive enough for us to really enjoy ourselves um you know like i i'm competitive but i'm not gonna go pro right so yeah so i'm trying to find ways to be competitive but still enjoy it and uh ways for heather to uh you know, compete and still feel welcome. And what can we add to an event that can really make it feel like that? So mm-hmm. uh, Halliburton, it just seemed like a perfect fit with like a short loop. Um, the gravel roads are, if I like made up a term like super flowy gravel, uh, <sighs> like like there's some big climbs, but it just it all kind of connected. It was a lot of fun. And then their base camp, uh, it's really welcoming for people to like camp or uh, sleep over. And it's just like mm-hmm. a cool at base camp so it was just awesome awesome venue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's one thing about your course 
it's flowy. Like I love like just powering over those rollers, like down one up the next, like there's so much power and speed you can, mm -hmm. you can put out on that course. Like, I think my last lap was like the fastest and the most fun and just like, and I was on a different bike. I'm not going to talk about that, but anywho, <laughs> I just had like a really good, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, this is what it feels like. This is what it should feel like for every lap. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's like the advice uh, I give anyone who asks is just try and carry your speed down the descents because it, they, those climbs really do become rollers the more you can mm -hmm. your speed so yeah yeah i know i i i was biking beside one lady and and i turned her and i said why are you stopping pedaling on the downhill like shouldn't you be like going a little faster so that you don't have to work so much on the next <laughs> it's just <laughs> she just kind of looked at me i'm trying to recover i'm like yeah i know but fuck. yeah 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 and it's still like, on the longer route <laughs> <laughs> not not everyone's comfortable on the high speed down downhills and stuff too and what what tires do you use like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i know tires eh so mm -hmm. so you were able to secure this spot because it's like a national a national forest but like it's a it's a wildlife it's a, reserve yeah it's yeah. a wildlife reserve yeah and apart from like being all these cottages in there you're able to they were convinced them to let you have an event there how did that work yeah so uh, <laughs> whenever kind of approaching a venue for that kind of thing you like i put together a proposal so mm -hmm. um just outlining what we need from them and what the event would look like um and what resources you would need and mm -hmm. really just uh reassure them that it would be a safe and successful event and they were really accommodating and on board um nice. yeah so and they run other events so yeah. they uh they okay. actually weddings there which we found out after we got married but um really yeah yeah so they do weddings there they have a running race that's there um this past oh. weekend was um storm the trent was there mm -hmm. so they do have a number of other things that they um run so we were fairly confident that they would at least hear us out when we right. got the proposal mm -hmm. to, you know, say we wanted to run an event. Um, mm -hmm. But to our knowledge, I don't know that there's been another gravel cycling specific race there. So just had to go through some of the logistics of having that many bicycles. Did you put like a um, little inclusion there? Um, you cannot let other event organizers use our course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the very first year that we ran it, we had somebody um, that came up and talked to Mark and said, they were local and this is the loop that they ride all the time and it was kind of like their secret thing they thought nobody else knew about it and he was like oh obviously like somebody else has discovered it <laughs> and has fallen in love with it so yeah and there's been cycling events there in the past as mm -hmm. well um but i think they're more mountain bike focused and uh you know adventure racing focused and whatever yes so, yeah they 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 were really welcoming i think the format was in their eyes fairly simple just a multi mm -hmm uh race so they were they were very accommodating to have us for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know, i was talking to my husband i believe he did an adventure race in halliburton like i don't know if he was on that course but he does remember certain aspects of the the location so we used to venture race like a lot back back in the day mm -hmm. <laughs> 15 years ago 20 years ago <laughs> i never did halliburton but i did many around but uh yeah he was he was mentioning that so now i mean so you ha had your fourth event and it grew considerably from the last one because i was standing there i expected stagger starts i don't know why um compared to like i guess i was just basing it on last year's because we you had to right because of yep. COVID, and I was like, oh yeah. So I was waiting for the men and the women, and then we we're all together. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess this is how it's going down today. <laughs> and 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 it was just like I'm like, wow. There's a lot of people here, mm -hmm. and um, and I always love camping on site, and because. Uh, you know the two nights so we don't have to i always like being on location or as close mm -hmm. to location as i can so you yeah, know the well, morning of there's no 
stress and you started at 10 which is a very reasonable time yeah we try <laughs> to give some time for people to take college nearby just to get there in time and not feel rushed mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and then you don't really want to drive home after an eight hour endurance race yeah. so i mean it's nice yeah. to have a spot to to relax and have a beer and have some food and put your feet up so mm -hmm. yeah yeah we were really happy that we were able to at least try a mass start this year yeah. because like you said the last two years we weren't allowed to do that and um as the categories grow bigger and bigger it's 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 a lot of like logistical planning of like mm -hmm. who's when and getting that information to the timer and last year we had volunteers who stood in front of each group and yeah up, so yeah, their signs yeah exactly so like logistically it's it's a lot more complicated um but because this year we weren't limited by capacity we thought well let's give it a try and let's, let's see it how it goes and um i mean halbert and forest that i mean they just they're so wonderful to work with but they actually were able to block the road ahead so they held traffic so that we would be able to do the mass start and um oh Mm -hmm. yeah because anybody who's in there right like if you're a lisi or whatever you can you can yeah, drive yeah. Your, your atv or your, your car through there mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um they were able to hold it up ahead so that they couldn't come down like kind of the, the stick of the lollipop right and held them up ahead so that we oh i see okay mm -hmm. before we got onto the yeah i got it yeah mm -hmm. yeah which was really helpful oh, so that makes sense we could try it and see what, <laughs> what it would look like <laughs> just Are wait till the start it goes and then you can open it all up yeah, that, like, cyclists and then let them go <laughs> yeah yeah what, what's your thoughts Sylvia, on the mass start format like do you like the welcoming vibe of everyone starting together or would you yeah 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 no i've i've been in other ones that they are mass starts i don't know why i thought that maybe because i was thinking to myself okay i'm gonna get myself ahead just like i did before so i was thinking about the strategy that i you know i I used last time and then, yeah. I, then I was I was like oh I guess they're not doing this so um uh okay <laughs> so I usually I would move myself to the front like mm -hmm. closest to the front mm -hmm. but I didn't I just sort of like hung out mid-pack or maybe towards the back because then I was just like I'm not sure how it's gonna play out with so many people in front because I know you go up and then you take that right turn yep. and yeah. it's fast. Mm -hmm. It's a fast down, like I go fast. I'm like, woo! Um, I think <laughs> I like that section the most, honestly. Yeah. That, yeah. that fast right turn and just like tearing down there. So I was like, oh, I think I'm okay back here. Um, and, but, you know, like I, I didn't have any expectations going in because i was honestly this was that was supposed going to be my race that i was training for like all summer because i really wanted to go there and and um do more than five laps mm -hmm. i got six laps in mm -hmm. which i was like oh this is good because i mean this is good obviously i did warm my lap yeah um and i had no idea because i had COVID in the summer you know like everybody's COVID story it's like lot you know super fatigued and mm -hmm. and you know like you can't participate and and you know you're you just like your training just goes down the tubes you're mm -hmm. not going to events and and so i experienced that and so it felt like a little bit of a setback i felt i felt good going in but i didn't know how good mm -hmm. i was going to be yeah. so i just you know i didn't go there with any expectations that's probably the best thing you could do oh for sure honestly and and then i had a bunch of mechanicals not serious mechanicals but enough to be annoying my chain kept on dropping and uh and that was like super frustrating mm -hmm. does that mean you I have a the... yeah yeah i have a single speed in the front right and so mm -hmm. you can't just flip it back on if you had two, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I was like, fuck. So you have to stop. And then you have that to get going. And then it happens again. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, so I was, so if I think about that much time that I killed stopping and putting on my chain and how much time I had left when I came in, which is 20 minutes. So maybe that was like an extra 40 minutes in total shave off a little bit at transition i could probably next year get seven laps yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> so like yeah and uh but 
I came in my fifth lap. I, I told my husband, I said, because we brought our mountain bikes for the kids. I said, take the pedals off this mountain bike, put it on that mountain bike. If I make it in with enough time, I'm going to take a mountain bike in because I'm done with this bike. <laughs> and I came in, I'm like, okay, I've got enough time to go out. Because, you know, like I asked Matt on the way, Matt. So, so for our listeners, Matt's one of the, <laughs> the mascots on the course I think he was a peacock <laughs> this year but anyways so much fun because i i blew by I'm like hey matt what happens if you know like you know the question is if you start your last lap and you don't finish in time mm-hmm. right are you dq'd or you just finish with the amount of laps that you you got yeah so the question is so i not dq'd but i would only finish with five laps correct yeah so you yeah. go out and hoof it out there for six and you only get five and that's right so i was like okay well i don't want to really do that i want to be able to have enough time just in case and i came in and i'm like okay i've got enough time and um and my girlfriends a bunch of my the girls that were there she's like take my bike i'm like yeah but your bike doesn't have the right pedals and it's it's shorter she's like here take my shoes i'm like what size are your feet eight okay okay so i put on her shoes okay they fit and so i just jacked up her seat and that was the lap of, of my I, it was so fast and fun like i just blazed through there and i'm like wow this is so amazing mm-hmm. and i was just like but the funny thing is is that for the amount of people like you were saying it was it was a huge group i found myself alone a mm-hmm. lot which was really bizarre like i thought mm-hmm. i'd see more people yeah you know it was and it was crazy so yeah anyways yeah well, i think that's what is really nice about the format of having a loop of 20 yeah. kilometers right is that you can kind of as a personal challenge you can kind of gauge okay well you know my first year i did three laps so then this year I'm yeah. gonna four, and then yeah. i was able to do four so maybe i can push it and do five and mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily mean you know can i get for second and third on the podium. It's yeah. more about, can I myself push for one more lap or yeah. the same amount of laps, but can I do it faster? And we had a few too say this year they wanted to stop at each aid stations as yeah. well. So that way they oh, I know. experience all of the fun shenanigans out on course. Yeah, yeah. I did get a progy. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I was coming up the hill. I'm like, I can't stop it. So she had the plate out. <laughs> so I was able to grab one on the way because like if you're serious you're not going to be stopping right but the the aid stations are a big draw and they are really you know especially that one number four yeah. stoked stoked, yeah. stoked bike mountain bike stoked mountain bike sessions anyways there yeah. was like bacon yeah, progies this year they'd had like waffles last yeah. year so. yeah and what's funny is we actually don't necessarily know what, what they're going to do at the aid stations because we don't go out. So we give them water and their heat from hammer nutrition and we give them pickles and like bananas, just kind of the basics so that everybody's got the same thing and, and yeah. drivers know what to expect. But in terms of, you know, a Caesar bar or mm-hmm. hamburgers or music, yeah. and things like that, like Mark and I have not planned that. Yeah. So yeah. We, we, we encourage them to get really creative and they've taken up on each other to, to, make it a challenge and compete to try and see how many participants they can get to stop. And, uh, yeah, the Caesars were crazy. The burgers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even, did you have, do you have competitions between those guys? Well, it started, I think, well, I think last year. year you had something. No. Yeah. Like they all kind of, I think, take ownership of it and want to do something a little bit different or maybe unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this year just was a whole new level. I mean, Max had made that beautiful hip bag um, and which he's one of Mark's buddies and he has a company Mad Max Works. And so he made that and his idea was that well, more people will stop. They can put their plate number in for an entry. Which oh, like, huh, never would have even thought about that. So it was a draw prize, but you had to stop. Mm-hmm. Where was that? Uh, eight station, station one. one. I guess you didn't stop and you didn't, <laughs> didn't get to learn about it. Oh, yeah, there's poor advertising there. Cause I didn't see anything. Uh, Maybe I was, I was like going too fast, but anyway, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so that is stations have been amazing because they're all volunteers mm-hmm. and they're either like friends or family. are they all sponsored? Like each one of them. Okay. No. Cause I was, no, I was wondering just, um, if like Stokes was, or it's just friends of yours. Yeah. 
like Mel is a friend of ours and she owns Stoked MTV mountain bike session. Yes. She also put on the, the fix a flat clinic on Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, and then also just wanted to really help out at eight station mm-hmm. four. So yeah, mm-hmm. and she's done an awesome job. Yeah. 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 I always and- like what's going on there. Are you doing? Yeah, there's a lot of the participants <laughs> that um, are out there for the personal challenge, but mm-hmm. also will fully utilize those eight stations. Like yeah, probably like half of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, really relies on those aid stations or uses them as ways to like get a morale boost or you know just that little bit of mechanical help they need yeah 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 and you know they're every 5k or the last one is 5k left to the yeah they're every so that's a good mo that's if you know that you're like okay 5k and that's also where the hills are more right after that one (laughs) yeah i think what what, what, would make them like the three sisters or yeah yeah, their cold cut trio i think uh adam might have mentioned that yeah 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 but yeah i yeah so i enjoyed that now now knowing that you know more people have participated and you know there are probably going to be more to come what are your plans for the future good question you have to share with our listeners yeah for sure um, on our, on our drive home, we normally, we set it all up in the truck. So I normally drive and bring the trailer and then Mark has like his whole notebook and he's got a pen and then we yeah. just going through like, okay. Cause we're normally there like Thursday morning or Friday morning, we're mm-hmm. bright and early. So like from setup, like what went well, what didn't go well, what did we hear? Yeah. And just kind of like brain dump everything. Cause you'll forget it like a week later. So you gotta oh, get yeah. all fresh. Um, yeah, we're really excited for next year. We're going to continue to look to grow, but uh, continue offering like a very inclusive, uh, friendly event, Um, you know, on that uh, wavelength of being inclusive and, you know, inviting to this event, we're looking at doing a kids race during the event. So we're going to look into how we can do that and work with potentially some sponsors and, and um, really make that a family friendly aspect of the event. I think, Mm. You know, outside of COVID, during COVID, we really didn't want people to gather yeah. outside the event. Whereas now, you know, being the yeah. first year or our first real year outside of COVID, mm-hmm. it was great to see all those pit crew members and family members show up. And we yeah. realized how many family members were there that were looking for something to do during the event. And I think it'd be great to have something that would. Um... Yeah, you might have seen my kids riding around all the time. Yeah. 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 There were a number of kids that, you know, they had their bikes, had had their their bikes. Helmets, and I wanted to just give them a race plate and, you know, create a, a little course. And what that's what's nice about Halliburton, right? There's so many things that you could, mm-hmm. there's an offshoot there and there's a back road there and there's a little bit more gravel there. So you could make a, you know, a little oh. loop. So we're looking at that and um, along the lines of just being, you know, inclusive and one of those things is like whatever bicycle you have. So we talked a lot about having a fat bike category. Mm-hmm. So we've got single speed, you know, we've got all the other uh, genders that you can sign up for. And, you know, what about fat bike? It doesn't matter that you're- Well, there are fat bikes on there. Can... Oh yeah. No, yeah. 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 They're fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I thought the fat bike was like kind of slow. Like, yeah, you, know, you, right? d- you should just- yeah well, well i think i've only experienced it in the winter right and, and you're yeah. just like spinning through the snow and i'm like yeah. this is not fun and, and i think a lot of people that's the bike they have right so that, yeah. and that's what they'll use like i yeah i think what's really cool about this event is gravel you know we have made gravel bikes and a very specific bike for gravel but that's not to say that actually a lot of bikes would work well and at a gravel event like i think mountain bikes definitely have their place especially on this yeah. with some of the fast downhills um, I would say road bikes do not have a place on this course. Um, no. yeah, it's, it's cool to see, you know, what everyone's vision of what a gravel bike is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, anything with bigger tires, honestly, mm-hmm. like you can do anything. Now, what about different age categories? Yeah, we talked about that too. Because <laughs> like, there's a lot. There's, there's It's I getting think, bigger. Yeah, yeah it's getting sure. bigger. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I I just have to like yeah. go and you know hammer it out for yeah uh, yeah like there's there's a it's something I thought about a lot and as it grows we may add some age categories into it but um I really our focus is on making it friendly and uh 
you know, uh, an inclusive and beginner friendly event. And what I've found, mm-hmm. at least in my uh, experience racing, is that when you break up the categories into smaller groups uh, mm-hmm. for each categories, and especially if it's like a start where, you know, you're uh 20 to 29 start together and your 30 to 39 start together and you look over and there's like only 20 racers and you it gets way more competitive um and way more serious and so i think i would just keep them everybody together mm-hmm. that's just yeah. how they finish mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. and there could be ways about you know still offering age categories mm-hmm. but not having the small uh category competitive feel by still having larger categories but in the results you could filter by like age so that way you can say Mm -hmm. okay well you know i finished 30 out of 100 but actually within my age group i finished maybe second out of 10 or whatever whatever right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah it's something we're looking into it's a good question and something that that uh it's on our our things to look into for next year yeah Mm -hmm. It definitely warrants more prizes. That's the mm-hmm. only thing, right? Like more yep. one, two, three, or if you do like yep. like a five for like just women's, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that too. I was just saying like, I was just looking at uh, some of the things that I've seen uh, this year. Cause honestly, last year was yours was my first gravel event ever. And then I went on to go to Michigan, do Barry Roubaix, right, yeah. which was a big, I mean, that was 4,000 people. That was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> but the, the only drawback is that it snowed the night before it was like minus oh. five. Yeah. So the, the after party wasn't so <laughs> you know, like, you're freezing yeah, coming in, you're like drinking a cold beer, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like as much as you want to drink it, you're like, I can't afford to be cold from the inside too yeah but uh but i can see how that's been a big like a big draw for like kind of like and you have that feel for the post the post race party because you're Mm -hmm. finishing Mm -hmm. it's nice everybody finishes at six yes yeah and therefore everybody is around yeah you know and at there's like the majority i would say would would have been finished by a time like podiums went around that's a huge yep. pet for you heather and mine like if you participate in a race and you show up and it's already and there's nobody down, at the finish like, yeah. like it's because usually that's the beginner or someone that you know really feeds off that excitement and they're yeah. the ones who need that excitement and if you show up and yeah. showing around how that's not very yeah not very comforting. Yeah. so like, well i, I like the fact that sorry go ahead I think we both know that feeling, right? Where you're like, oh, yeah. I haven't raced a ton and I will <laughs> admit I'm not the fastest person ever, but yeah, you know, it's not a great feeling. You like ride up and people are like packing things away. There's no more finished banner because it's yeah. come down. They're out of beer. Yeah, they're out of beer. You're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> hey. Yeah, we just so, want- Sorry to inconvenience hey, you. Hey, my care, I'm still on the line. <laughs> Yeah, like I've certainly done running races where like the pylons are starting to be cleaned up so they're no longer blocking the road. So we wanted to make sure that like if everybody finishes around the same time, we start together, we finish together and everybody is still around to make sure that we can cheer you on. And it doesn't matter how fast you are or how many laps and maybe you did one, but you're back on time and like, yeah, it's (laughs) celebrated as well. Well, I like the fact that it's like you have to strategically finish, mm-hmm. right? Because after that, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you might finish like 20 minutes after and then, you you know, you put in all that effort. Yeah. You didn't finish you- and get your extra lap. Yeah. yeah. You have to be you have to be ready and know that, yeah, I can finish it in before six. And the funny thing is my last lap, I didn't have any data in front of me because I didn't have my, my Garmin or anything. So I'm just like, I'm just hammering like a mad woman, just (laughs) make it back. And I thought I'd get a last progy and they were out. So I was like, fuck. No, no wasted time there, I guess. No, no wasted, no progies, bye. Okay, five K left. It makes the end really exciting right around mm-hmm. six o'clock because um yeah everyone knows that if you don't make that six o'clock cut off your effort is not wasted but you, you know no, but- recorded, right <laughs> exactly so, you know when people come in that's like counting down from 10 seconds and you see them down the road just sprinting that's pretty <laughs> it's pretty exciting yeah yeah, yeah we had yeah. somebody um 
they were a duo team and I believe they podiumed and she came in with one second to spare and just the excitement at the end and everybody was cheering and she was yeah. in the saddle and it just, it was lots and lots of fun. Yeah. I was surprised to see 20 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, really? Wow. <laughs> so was... seven laps next year. I know there is room, <laughs> there is room for improvement. So I was, yeah, I was kind of like, God, oh, now I have to like, you know, make this summer count. But, uh, but yeah, I thought it was so much fun. And it, it was funny because like one of our teammates at Cycle Fit Chicks, uh, I guess she found you. I don't know how, she, I don't think she participated before, but she's like, hey, check out. Because I remember I, I emailed you last summer and the, I think the special had finished or either your registration had closed. And I'm like, can I get in the last minute? I just saw this. And you're like, yeah, sure. And it was, so it was really good. Oh, yeah. So like one more women in the course, get them on. Yeah, last year was crazy because our cap, right, with the registration, like with COVID numbers yeah. and stuff. But there's always oh. a little bit of wiggle room at the end because you'll have some people that can't make it for whatever reason. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it's also like right before the race, like, uh, set that out of office reminder i'm on a course like uh <laughs> setting up the course like it, it's pretty crazy mm -hmm. oh i know hey let's please let me register yeah. usually we can make it work yeah though. for sure yeah. yeah i know as a race organizer myself like i started um i started a gravel race uh women's only this mm -hmm. summer it was very last minute and so it was kind of you know good that it was just small because i was testing out an area and you know just being i'd organized tts like time trials uh for like six years as part of the, the quebec federation um like their race circuit and this year i said no i'm doing something different and uh and so i'm like this is what we're gonna because i foresee like our area as being like a good space mm -hmm. for like an event like yours, yeah. Yeah. like Wakefield. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Barry Roubaix or Reggie Ramble. Like, I don't know if you've, you've been to his. Um, and there's all gravel, like all around here, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. from, from where I live on. And I'm like, and everybody gravel rides up here. So it's yeah, not I like- it's a, I, I was following along uh, when you posted it and I thought it was a great idea. I'd love to see it keep growing and if we can promote it somehow uh let's yeah let's email back and forth after to see how how we can help it mm -hmm. keep, keep going yeah, cool. yeah so yeah so i'm i'm gonna start planning oh when do you start planning for next year uh two weeks ago it's like so uh just putting it out there for next year this is the date <laughs> yeah we'll probably yeah. release the date in a month or so um, yeah. there's always like a bit of a period where, um, we kind of thank our sponsors and our participants and, mm -hmm. uh, unwind and kind of close things out. Um, yeah. but then you kind of have to start all over again, where you send a proposal to the venue and you kind of work yeah. with them to see, um, you know, if you want things changed, et cetera, and then you get approval on a date and then you kind of go from there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Same thing yeah, same. Book a year in advance. So, um, you know, some of our vendors, we got to send them a date. 12 or 10 months in advance and yeah we get the dates to our volunteers too because they're amazing and we want them back so we uh -huh. give them lots of warning of, of when we'll need their help and yeah the kuwait uh sponsorship application was due like at the beginning of october or something so it's crazy to yep, think for uh for all the way next year yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's nuts wow yeah yeah i have to do the same thing for our uh municipality as well and mm -hmm. they were super supportive of it. it was a little different because they're like you know they asking all the the safety questions yeah. and like how many people and uh, yep. i'm like oh <laughs> you know and i'm like okay well i better get started earlier if i want it to grow and have like camping on site like mm -hmm. you yeah. um and because i just think that's really cool to to create a vibe like that and to see it grow so quickly like these events in such a short period of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like yours is year four, Reggie's was year three, and they had like mm -hmm. 500 people. Mm -hmm. Like, 
and they have loops too so they have like 265k loop they're fucking hard yeah we i was gonna try it this year it didn't work out so i'm definitely looking to try that one Mm -hmm. next year yeah Yeah, well i asked him he's like i'm not sure if i'm gonna do it next year so oh really yeah better cross your fingers because yeah it seems like he's putting a lot of effort into like really developing like a, a weekend event I, I really liked it so i thought uh, mm-hmm. it'd be something we'd have to try yeah but. for sure yeah they had um they had a, a sunday ride which i'm like i don't know if i want to mm-hmm. engage like doing stuff all weekend long because that's a lot of organizing yeah. and mm-hmm. um yeah having people out in the course and managing them and i'm like mm-hmm. i think just the event is just good enough for yeah. for me yeah it's um, a lot of moving parts right especially yeah. span over multiple days like this is mm-hmm. the first year that we could have stuff going on on friday and then obviously the race on on saturday and then we tried to do a, a garbage ride and just like ride the course on the sunday too um mm-hmm. but that got rained out <laughs> but okay. yeah like it is it is a lot of stuff right because you're starting mm-hmm. to plan and it's a for multiple days and multiple like yeah happening and, and it's a big uh it's, it's tough on your volunteers as well mm-hmm. um like we have a group of awesome dedicated volunteers that keeps coming back every year and they're they're all for doing multiple days mm-hmm. but everyone gets pretty beat up by sunday so it's it's uh you know yeah keep motivated and, and everything yeah. so yeah yeah i think like the multi-day thing is a little bit over the over the uh, over the top I feel like free beer goes a pretty long way. What? <laughs> free beer? <laughs> yeah. We're thanking people and yeah. keeping our volunteers happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, <laughs> we'll yeah. be finished on Sunday night, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess, yeah, just, yeah, withhold the beer until the work's done and then you can give it. <laughs> yeah, up. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this has been, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was, it was really nice to actually have everything on site this year mm-hmm. so that, like, Yes, it's multiple days, but we can at least have everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're not running all over the place and, and hopefully bringing everybody together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good to have more venue, more, I guess, sponsors, tents or like um, tents to go to, to, mm-hmm. to visit and buy stuff because we're all there ready to buy stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're hoping to grow <laughs> that next year and really just kind of invite like local community members and businesses to event as well as like cycling uh mm-hmm. community members like new hope from hamilton they're you know they're not local to Halliburton, but they do some really cool work within our industry the cycling industry uh in the not-for-profit not space so it was really cool to have them there and you know help with mm-hmm. free mechanical and i think some stuff was paid mechanical assistance yeah. during the event so yeah yeah it was a great event for- yep for 2023 yeah more vendors no <laughs> more bikes yeah I know. <laughs> free beer free beer yeah <laughs> no it was awesome and i'm so happy that you decided to share more about your event now before we close up uh for our listeners is there anything else that you want to share with them before we uh, wrap up yeah if you want to learn more about the event our website is curtain in halliburton dot com um we have a newsletter list there where you can sign up and you can get updates we don't actually send out a ton of updates because that really <laughs> irritates everyone uh so it's all kind of race specific um and we'll release uh, the date as like an early notification for the yeah. uh, letter and then uh, we'll do a public release probably in a month or so from now mm-hmm. we'll open up registration in probably november um and we'll start this all over again and get everyone really stoked to ride together next year Oh my God! You re- you open registration in November? Yeah, I don't see the reason why not to. Um, yeah, like we have a lot of interest in it. And what is really cool is you know when people register early, you can build a a big you know um, you know you get them involved in the process of like how we mm-hmm. plan the event and the things we grow and we add to the event, and everyone feels more committed and you know it's part of like the community vibe mm-hmm. as we kind of all make this race happen together uh yeah so yeah i was gonna say the most important email is like early bird registration open now yeah. <laughs> and they're like That's right. Get her. And, then, yeah. and then it's like okay it's time to commit to to your goals for next year maybe add you know start adding stuff to your mm-hmm. calendar yep yep yeah. Sure. yeah yeah 
I know it's good because I've started listing out the things that I want to do next year. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always good for a September, September vacation. Now that the kids and if you're gonna put kids like a kids event, um, that's an even better reason to bring bring out the families and stuff. Yeah. You guys are so lucky with weather, I wanna say. Oh yeah. 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 I mean <laughs> I don't know. I think we we were all very lucky that you were. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, we were watching the weather. I mean, we start watching the weather, you know, two weeks in advance. Um, but yeah, we were we were a little worried about what that was going to look like. But we also know that cyclists tend to be a fairly robust group of people, so mm -hmm. just changes what you wear, and not necessarily. And I don't yeah. know how many participants uh, we we told, but we also ran out of power on oh, Friday yeah. too. Uh, like the whole venue didn't have any power, uh, and we had thought we'd go paperless this year for registration too. I don't know why that was a good idea, but uh, so that was like a storm on Friday. So yeah, oh my god, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we figured it out, and the race was awesome. So <laughs> make sure you get everything Friday. printed yes. before you go. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and then Saturday we had power, we had water, yeah. and we and had sun. Weather, so. Yes, yep, we had sun, <laughs> and then it good. rained. And we were sitting there eating breakfast and my husband's like, it's only supposed to like, you know, a little light dusting shower. I'm like, I don't know, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it's going to stop. So like, let's get going and like yeah. tear down yeah. the tent and like get going and by seven in the morning or something. Yeah. Oh God. I'm like, thank God that didn't happen yesterday. Cause yes. it would probably yeah. been a whole different race. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Mark and Heather, for being on the podcast. And I hope our listeners have been intrigued enough to go to their website, sign up for the newsletter so that you don't miss that early bird registration is certainly worth it getting uh, and securing your spot, um, you know, before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already committed for that, that event in January. And then that just sets you up for your winter training, right? So exactly. thanks so much, everybody. Now, before we leave, where can we find you? Where can everybody Instagram, find you? Facebook, website. Yeah, website? All, all of it is um, at hurtonhalliburton.com uh, or Facebook, Instagram is at Hurton in Halliburton. So it's all the same, pretty, pretty easy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, check it out um, and join our community and uh, Kind of follow along and help us grow this event to be even bigger in 2023 yeah you can see all the pictures from the last couple of years too which is kind of nice yeah yeah so cool thank you so us, much so. everybody oh it was my pleasure and i'm glad to have you guys and share your event with more people um maybe they'll get more people up from the united states who knows yeah that'd be yeah. cool that's great yeah yeah thanks a lot guys right, have you. a great one everyone and don't forget to ride your bike have a great one Bye. Thanks, Sylvie. All right. There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mark and Heather. And you are certainly going to go check out that event, Hurton and Halliburton. As you know, we're saying eight hours, 27K loop. Well, we didn't really talk about the, the event itself, but it's eight hours, 27K loop. You do that loop as many times as you can. And here is the top woman did eight laps. The top man did nine. Okay. And you had a single speed winner at nine as well. Or I think the top man was eight and the, the single speed, single speed, nine laps. That is ridiculous, right? So, but it was such a well-organized event bring the kids out and uh, anyways, put it on your calendar. And like I said, they're going to be, they're going to be opening up registration in November. So this is perfect timing. And then thinking about um, training for the winter, you can go and look at my training program for 20 weeks, winter road cycling online program. Skill development is where we're at getting you the skills to climb hills, sprint down hills, speed up hills, endurance riding, pedal stroke efficiency, 
This is what's going to take you to the next level, no matter where you are in your cycling fitness. So you will need to go to the show notes to get the link, or you can text the word cycling to 819-809-0999 and guaranteed you take this program. I've done this since 2005. You can improve your fitness by five to 20%, depending on how much you train. So, but it's important to train with structure so that you don't overdo it and regress or get injured at the end of the day or at the end of the winter season, right? So no matter where you are, this program might be for you. Check it out. Um, it's I go back to basics every year and that's what it's all about. Going back to basics and getting better at them, stronger, faster, more efficient. So with that, have an amazing day and we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.